Today on The Good Word, I'm remembering a conversation I had decades ago that has stayed with me ever since. I was speaking to a Dutchman who'd been a prisoner of war in Indonesia in World War II. He said he could never believe in God since the horrors of that painful experience because he could not believe in a God who would let people suffer so much. His trials had been truly horrific, and I acknowledged his suffering as something beyond anything I had ever experienced. In later years, I've wondered about that idea, that any good God would not allow human suffering. But because I do believe in God, and because I know people who have suffered much, I have to wonder what is most important to God. Is it important to God above all else that we not suffer? Or is there something else even more important to Him that may make it worth the chance that many of us will suffer here in mortality? In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul writes of a terrible thing that had happened to him, bad enough that he wondered if he could go on living. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Paul, of all people, had seen the Lord Jesus and knew that he had power over the events of life, and yet, after Paul had suffered even below what he thought he could bear, he writes in gratitude, Blessed be God! even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. I have no clear, convincing answer to the Dutch soldier who told me of his sufferings and his consequent unbelief all those years ago. But I can feel that however heavy our burdens may be or have been, no matter how they've weighed us down in sorrow, there is one who has sunk even lower into the abyss of despair and pain, that he could be below all things we can suffer, and that he can lift us up and that in a future day there will be joy and healing in measure overflowing and beyond compensating for the sorrows experienced in this life. Indeed, many who have suffered much will be those most filled with the joy of their salvation. And while the Lord doesn't always remove us from our difficult circumstances here in this life, He has promised to walk through them with us to give us strength and hope that we'll come out the other side of the darkness brighter than when we began the journey. President Thomas S. Monson once put it this way, In order to be tested, we must sometimes face challenges and difficulties. At times, there appears to be no light at the tunnel's end, no dawn to break the night's darkness. We feel surrounded by the pain of broken hearts, the disappointment of shattered dreams, and the despair of vanished hopes. We join in uttering the biblical plea, Is there no balm in Gilead? We're inclined to view our own personal misfortunes through the distorted prism of pessimism. We feel abandoned 
heartbroken, alone. If you find yourself in such a situation, I plead with you to turn to our Heavenly Father in faith. He will lift you and guide you. He will not always take your afflictions from you, but He will comfort and lead you with love through whatever storm you face. We each know people whose suffering we can hardly fathom, but we also know a God whose love is fathomless beyond understanding and who has promised one day to wipe away all tears and that in Him our temporary earthly sorrows will be swallowed up in the joy of our eternal, unending salvation. And that's the good word.